I have some things that I want to share, and I'm going to be um, basically this morning giving you bullet points. So if you want to write some stuff down, and what I'd love for you to do after today, sometime this week, I'd like for you to go and just with these bullet points, hey God, what, what are you saying to me? How does this apply to my life? Like God, what, do you, what did he mean when he said that? Because you really don't need to know what I'm saying. You need to literally know what God and Jesus are having in conversation. That's what you need, all right? So I'm going to give bullet points for about the next I'm gonna, 30 minutes. And you can look at the clock. It's probably about 12, 15. We're going to be out of here and go conquer the world, right? That's what we're here for. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to say, but I honestly feel like the Lord is saying, Scott, this is what they need to hear. Um, and so I'm going to give you some bullet points because a lot of questions come up. A lot of people ask questions, and I love that. Um, talking about our journey, I love the fact that Josh said it and Andy has said it. We're, we're on a journey with God. And when I say God, I, I know that there are many things that pop in your brain. There are many images that probably pop up. There's probably a lot of past that pops up. Like when I say God, what am I talking about? Well, I'm going to tell you how real God is this morning. That's what I'm trying to do. But here's what I'm, I, I have a daughter in this room. I have a niece in this room. I had a son earlier in this room this morning. And what I want to say is I don't want to draw your conclusion or your picture of God for you. I want you to encounter him so that you have that personal connection relationship with God Almighty for yourself. What I'm trying to do with my children, what we're trying to do with our children is to just give them space and freedom to encounter God. I don't want to just stand over them and say, this is God and this is how he works. This is how he speaks and this is how he moves. That's not what we're here to do. What I'm here to do is to set up an environment so that you, every single one of you in this community can at some point in your life start to encounter God. And here's what happens. I don't know if this has happened in your life, but when you truly encounter God, there is just this supernatural hunger and desire, thirst for more of him than anything else in this world. So I don't think that has happened to tons of people in our life, because what I see happening is us just trying to go through the motions I see us just trying to use God as like he's our scapegoat or in time of need, we need you, God. We fall on our knees because of these bad things that have happened. God, we really need you now. I have not seen in my personal life, in, this, in my walking, in my journey, a lot of people, young or old, I've not seen them literally like encounter God and then they just start snowballing downhill out of control. That's what I see is for every single one of us to encounter God and then to just long and journey for more. And that's where we are. So this morning, I I just, like I say, bullet points, because mainly the overarching theme of this morning is like Andy said, like, how do we know that we're walking? How do we know that we're filled? How do we know we are in relationship with the Holy Spirit? So that's like maybe the first thing that I would write down if I was taking notes is how do I know that I'm in relationship with the Holy Spirit? That's a great question to ask yourself. How do I know this? How do I know that I've just not basically fizzled out? I'm just waiting on my last breath here on earth so I can go to heaven and be with Jesus forever. 
If that is your position, like I'm, what I'm wanting the Holy Spirit to do is just to like spark something inside of you. Because it has nothing to do with us just waiting around here on this earth to, to breathe our last breath. Yes, it does have something to do with us going to heaven and seeing and being with Jesus forever. But there is something for us here today on this earth that the Holy Spirit is journeying us through. So how do we know that we're in relationship with the Holy Spirit? I have questions and I love honest questions. It's one of the things that we're wanting to try to set up here in this place that we can have an honest conversation that you can say, Scott, I have no idea what you're talking about. How do I and you fill in the blank? My wife said it to me. I think it was just last night. She said, Scott, I just have to totally disagree with you. And I was like, well, that's okay." I don't know if she was like shocked that I was okay with that, but it's okay even if you and I disagree You can disagree on something with me and that's okay. I'm not going to go over here and build my fort and you build your fort and we're going to fight about it. No, we're just going to have conversation. And I'm not going to call any names, but a person that I love dearly came to me the other day and said, Scott, I don't understand when you're talking about praying in the spirit. I don't know what prayer language and even singing in the spirit is all about. I've tried and I don't, I don't, I don't have a prayer language. And so it's just time for conversation. Let me just say this as a disclaimer. I believe that every person has a prayer language and they can pray in tongues. All right. I know that's weird for us down here in the South coming from multiple backgrounds of the Baptist church and the Methodist church. But that's what I believe. I believe that that is a sign that God gives us that we are full of the spirit. But let me just tell you this. I don't believe that that's the only gift that, that, that God has bestowed upon us that helps us understand that we are walking with the Spirit. I don't believe that you have to prophesy. I don't believe that you have to be able to give words of knowledge. Take a look. It's in Romans chapter 12, I think. I think it is. I, I, I could be mistaken because this too was not planned. I think it's Romans chapter 12, I think, that talks about all these different gifts. I'm turning there with you. Yeah, it's Romans 12. All these different gifts. It's not that we're chasing after these gifts so that we can carry the mark that we are baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not what we're chasing after. This is just... How I am journeying. This is just me. So I'm telling my story so that maybe you can be encouraged that you will take a step and have your own story one of these days. What I want you to understand is that God has given us freedom to practice, practice these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. And I told you, I told you that I'm journeying and I'm going to prove to you that I'm journeying because I still fail A lot of the times I can look back on my phone because I use my phone to write down some of the things that I hear God saying to me. And it was on September 30th was I just looked back just because I was sharing a word of knowledge with two of my friends in the first service. But this is what happened on September 30th. Just the other day, God started to speak to me and he spoke to me some weird things. And he said to me, he said, Scott, 
He said, there are some people in church, there are some people in your church that have recently had a broken windshield. I heard him say broken windshield or a broken window. And I was like, God, that's weird. Why are you telling me this? And he said to me, he said, Scott, they need to take a step of faith. They have been asking God for basically a miracle. They have been asking God for direction, but they have not yet taken a step in faith. And Scott, I need you to tell them that it is time to take the step, even though they do not know what is next. That's faith. And that's a pretty specific word. And so I typed it out, but I took God and I said, God, I said, I need to know who this is for. That's random. I don't want to stand up here in first service or a second service and say, hey, has anybody had a broken windshield lately? Because if you have, I need you to know that God is saying... And I said, God, I need, like, who is this? And he said immediately, he said, it's Annette and Bob Poole. I was like, cool. So I typed it down. So I held on to that. I should have called and texted him right then when he gave me their name that specific. But I didn't. I was scared, just being honest. I was nervous. I was like, this is crazy. There is no way that I'm going to give Bob and Annette a word simply because the Lord told me that their windshield or window was broken. So I told him I wasn't doing it. This morning, I get here around my intercessors. We're praying at eight o'clock in the back room. And I said, hey guys, I gotta tell you something. I've been disobedient. I almost just need to confess. I, like, I have this word of knowledge that I need to give to someone that's going to probably encourage. And one of my intercessors says, was it a confrontational word? And I said, no. I said, it's an encouraging word. He said, well, duh. Well, I wish I was just that free, right, Shannon? I'm not. I'm journeying. And so what happened is I had some more people, had some people praying over me and, uh, and another dear friend met me out in the hall and it was just giving me encouragement. I was like, you know what, man, I've got, I've got to take a step of faith. And so in the first service, we had the time of encouragement where people went and prayed over everyone. And I walked off stage and Bob and Annette, you're still here, aren't you? Thank you for hanging out in the second service. Y'all stand up because I want them to see you're real people. I know you don't like that, but... Annette's a sweetheart and she actually volunteers her time here at our office and she's just phenomenal. Um, and so I walked off the stage and I walked over them to them and I said, this is going to be the weirdest thing you probably ever heard, but God told me to tell you this earlier in the week. And I said, there's something about a broken window that I don't understand, but can you tell me like, what does that mean? And Annette sort of looked down and she had had her window broken in her car and had not yet told her husband. So I literally told on her. I had no idea. But you see, God knows them specifically. He knows that their window was broken this week. He let me in on it to give them a word of encouragement to take a bold step of faith even when you do not see what is next. It's time to go. That's how personal he is. You see, but I don't have to have those kind of events take place in my life to prove that I am full of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're just checking this place out and you're not even sure about this Jesus and God thing and you've never heard about the Holy Spirit, you think we're a cult and that we're dealing with witchcraft right now. That's okay. You see, that comes because I have a personal relationship with God Almighty, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. But I don't have to have those need encounters 
to give me the stamp of approval that I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. But let me just say this. I want you to practice. When you hear, like you think God is speaking to you and he tells you something, I want to give you the freedom to go and practice that. That's all he's done for me and that's all I did with my friend Bob and Annette. I give you the freedom to practice what the Holy Spirit has given to you. But listen, that's not what we're chasing after. I don't need any of those cool tricks. I don't need any, I don't need any miracles. I don't need any healings. I don't need specific words of knowledge or any prophetic. I don't need any of that to prove to me that I'm in relationship with the Holy Spirit. I believe that it's like maybe second or third in the line of conversations that we need to have. For the next few minutes, this is what I want you to leave out of here, going and asking the Father on your own, that this, I truly believe, is what gives me the stamp of approval that I am walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I need you to understand that it comes, let's just turn real quick, Psalm 103, Psalm 103. God, I I don't know if I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know about all that stuff. Let me just start here. This is where the conversation starts. See, I don't need all the miracles and all the stuff that comes along with, which I love that it comes along with the Holy Spirit. But I'm not chasing after the next miracle. I'm not even chasing after a room full of people getting saved. I believe there's people in this very room that you've never asked Jesus to be your savior. You've never, ever said, man, I'm a sinner. My life is a wreck. I'm chasing after the world and the flesh and everything that my heart desires. I'm chasing after it instead of chasing after Jesus. I don't even, I'm not even chasing after like, so we can go and like advertise. We had 300 salvation. I'm not chasing after that. There's one thing that I'm chasing after and it's a person and his name is Jesus. And you see what happens when we are chasing after Jesus, he starts to introduce us to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the power of God and his presence here on this earth. And what happens in chasing after his presence is we start to see miracles happen on a daily basis. You start to see things different. You see, what we don't understand is that the fact that you are actually hearing sound and being able to discern what sound it is, is a miracle from God. The fact that you see images and are able to compute that this is a church building is a miracle from God. There are miracles taking place everywhere around us. And you start to just follow and journey with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And he starts to show you these kind of things. And miracles and healings, it's just a natural byproduct of running after Jesus. Those things just happen. But the most important thing, and I believe this is where the conversation starts is that we're not chasing after cool things. But literally where I am, where I want us to be, is that we're chasing after our new nature. You see, you share, if you're in here and you're a follower of Jesus, 
It has been made available to every single one of you a new nature. A new nature. A new person. A new self. You actually have been given the opportunity to share the same nature as God. I think a lot of times when I was growing up, I was told when I was in church, I was just told just to be good and, you know, do these things and do them really well. And the better you do them, like the higher up the realm or the hierarchy you go. And it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with understanding and walking in our newness. And when I say that I'm talking, there are some people in this very room that you know that your nature is everything that is contrary to the nature of God. And let me just read this to you. Again, I've been asking people to pray, pray, keep praying right now because I can feel it coming. Pray for me for grace to be able to deliver this. Because when I start to point out that there are some things that are contrary to God in your life, a lot of times in our society today, everybody gets up in arms. I'm not saying this to be angry at you or to point you out or to make you belittled. No, I am here to encourage you this morning. That you are not who you think you are. Here is who you are if you are a follower of Jesus. Listen to this, Psalm 103. You share the exact nature of God. Do you hear that? And listen to God's nature. And this is just a very, this is like a grain of sand on the beach of God's nature. Listen to this. This is you. Insert your name. That Scott is compassionate and gracious. Scott is slow to anger and abounding in love. And I could stop right there for some of you. That you needed to know that this morning. Because all your life you have been told you're angry, you're not good enough, you've been beat down. And that has caused there to be some, some side effects of you being a short-tempered individual. I'm not just going to label short-tempered men, but there are some short-tempered ladies. And that's a dangerous combination when you're a short-tempered lady. I'm going to hear from that. I love you short-tempered ladies. I know what it's like to be in battle with my nature, my nature. I know what God's nature is like. I read about it. But as God said, it's time to start stop talking about it and it's time to display it. Can I tell you something? We need a group of people. I'll just take this small group of section right here. We need this many people. There's probably 60 people right here. We need this group of people to walk out of this building today and understand that you have the nature of God. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care if you're red or blue. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care where you grew up. What I know to go out here and to be any kind of impact in this culture is we need a bunch of God-like, Jesus-like individuals going out into our society. And then when someone who is against you because you may have voted different or you grew up in a different place or your skin color is different because you have the characteristics of God, you change the atmosphere because you don't join in in the battle. 
Just this group, just this small section of people turned loose in Jesus' name tomorrow and this week throughout our society. And I guarantee you, we, just this small group right here, if we walk out here as Jesus, we will change the atmospheres that we walk into. That's just us. The rest of you, you can go live it up. We're going to change this society. You see, I think what we've wanted is like, oh, we got to have thousands upon millions of people to go. No, listen, Jesus, just Jesus, has still lasting effects on many of our lives. Amen? Just Jesus. And if I read this correctly, go look these scriptures up for time's sake. Hebrews 1.3, Colossians 1.15. Write those down. Those are bullet points. Write them down. Go look them up. And you see what that says. Here's what I'm going to tell you it says. It tells me that Jesus and God are the same person. It tells me that Jesus is the exact representation of God. So if God's characteristics are these, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Listen, I'll tell a real quick story. I'm going to go past 12, 15, but that's okay. Um, I went to Boston this week. My son turned 16 Tuesday on Wednesday morning. We flew to Boston. We called a Red Sox game. We flew home Thursday night or Thursday morning real early. We sat in some pretty good seats and thinking there were going to be foul balls galore, foul balls galore. There wasn't one ball even close to us because if, you know, I'm in pretty good shape and I'm pretty athletic, you know, so if a ball comes close to us, guess what's going to happen? It's mine. I will punch you in the throat. I will kick you in the shin. I am catching that foul ball because it was my son's birthday and I was going to give him a cool present. Well, guess what? No foul balls even came our way. Nine innings, not even close because if one would have come close, what would have happened? I'd have caught it. None even came close, but here's what happened. So we're staying at this Roach Motel and so we didn't like want to get back to our room and go sit in the spa or anything. So we stayed at the ballpark as long as we could and literally this place was emptying out. The bullpen pitchers were coming on the field. They were walking around. And I was just standing here like this, just taking the scenery in. My son, Grady, who's 16 now, he's standing right there. We're just loving it, man. It's like God's just breathing on us. And we're having such a good time. We've had so much fun. The Red Sox won. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see a baseball coming my way, like way over here. Like that's how cat-like I am. I literally, bam, stuck my arm out and caught the baseball right there. But what I did not realize, no, don't don't clap yet, Sue. What I did not realize, because this takes a turn for the worse. What I did not realize is that the pitcher, the guy that was on the Red Sox team was actually throwing it to this guy over here. But I grabbed it. And at the same time, he grabbed onto my arm. He's a big old guy big old young buck. He'd have tore me a new one, but I grabbed the ball at the same time he did. And I know, and so I, I'm a man and I'm trying to impress my 16 year old son. I pull it as hard as I could and literally pull this guy over seats. Now he's laying out like Superman over these seats. And we are literally for like three seconds, grown men fighting over a baseball. And I'm looking at him in the eye and I'm praying in Jesus name and I'm talking about the gospel. And I said, dude, you're not getting this ball. And he said, no, he was throwing it to me. And the Holy Spirit literally came over me and you're going to say, well, he probably told you to let go of the ball or something like that. No, he told me, he said, Scott, Grady has no way of getting to the jail to come get you out. And I let go of the ball. I literally let go of the ball and I just stared at him and I gave him Holy Spirit eyes. 
Oh, I was mad. And that's what Grady said. He said, are you mad? And I said, no, son, this is just how I operate 24 <laughs> seven. I know what it is like to struggle with the nature that leads to anger, to holding grudges, to not be forgiving. I said, I know that firsthand. And I don't say that so that you can maybe think less of me or more of me, but I know what it is like to have an old nature that leads to very sinful things. And I also know what it is like to have a new nature that is running hard after Jesus. You see, I need you to know today that the Holy Spirit is upon you when you're walking in your new nature. You and God and Jesus share the same nature. And it is the Holy Spirit who has made it available for you. And here's what your new nature looks like. Go home and look at this. Galatians chapter 5. Check this out. Man, this is who you are. This is who I am. This is who our children are. This is who our spouse is. This is who our neighbor that we don't actually care for. This is who they are. This is the coworker that you work with. They may not realize it yet, but this is who they are because of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit journeying and walking with us. Now, in teaching mode, let me just teach for just a second. I want you to go home and I want you to read Galatians chapter 5 and I want you to read 16 through 24, 25. But I want you to pay careful attention. And when you get to verses 19 through 21, you ready? You writing this down? When you get to verses 19 through 21, I want you to stop. And I want you to ask God, hey God, am I partnering with any unholy spirits? Am I partnering with any unholy spirits? And see, here's how you're going to know if you are. It's because God has placed in every one of us, he has placed inside of us a spirit, lowercase s spirit inside of us. And what God will do if you like are real and sincere and genuine and care that there may be some unholy spirits that you have partnered with, the Holy Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, And your spirit will be in line. And the unholy spirits that you may have not even knowing partnered with. He will bring that to the forefront of your mind. And then it's up to you with what you do with it next. Here's a very real example. Just last Sunday I shared with you. I was going to someone's house to anoint spread oil all over that place. And this person, again, I'm not a stick in the mud. I'm not trying to say, let's put a bubble over us. And no, the Holy Spirit doesn't separate us. Like he just doesn't. He empowers us to go influence all of darkness. All right. But there's sometimes that we just partner with the Holy Spirit and we're not even aware of it. So I'm at this friend's house. And he is just being transparent and the Holy Spirit is shining light. And he literally disposed 
of nearly a thousand CDs that were him partnering with some very unholy spirits. And I'm not going to be sitting here saying, oh, you only have to listen to Caleb. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we have to be very careful in which spirit we are partnering with. For my friend, he was greatly influenced by some of the unholy spirits that were being shared with him. And so Sunday, we literally, I could not even pick up the tote. I had to have a person help me carry the tote of all of these, literally, let me just call it what it is, unholy spirits to dispose of. And so when you go home and you're reading that this week, I want you to ask, hey God, are there any unholy spirits that I'm partnering with? And then just do whatever he tells you to do. But you see right here, right here, it's not whether you speak in tongues. It's not whether you can lay hands on and confident and heal. It's not like whether you can get a word of knowledge or where you can prophesy. Listen, that comes when you chase after the presence of God. That comes. Practice it. But listen, here's what the reality is. I don't need you being recognized as a child of God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I don't need you going around praying over people, laying hands on people. I don't need you singing in the spirit. I don't need you praying over people in your prayer language. I don't need you prophesying out in the streets of our community if you're a jerk. If you are a jerk, that is not what God is asking of you. So there's a whole backstory to that. Months and months ago, God revealed to me, Scott, being a jerk, and that's not what he actually said. He said, Scott, being a jerk is not a spiritual gift. I don't need you running around here, Scott, laying hands on people, trying to lead part of my movement, and you're a jerk. I don't care if you can give someone a dead-on word of knowledge if you're a jerk. If nobody wants to be around you, when you enter the room, everybody wants to leave. I don't need you to do that. I don't care if you have a prayer language, Scott. I don't care if you have visions and dreams and people interpret them for you. I don't care. What I care about is if you're chasing after me, And you're wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you literally can change communities. If you want that, then this is what must be your life. This is my new nature when I'm getting ready to read you. You see, I don't need to know whether you vote red or blue. I don't need to know if you're black or white. I don't need to know if you or what. I don't need to know that. I don't need you to take up arms. I don't need to fight you. I don't care if you want to disagree with me. That's okay. Here's what you need to know about a man or a woman who is chasing after the presence and power of God, the Holy Spirit. This is what I want to define this group of people right here. This is what I want to be defined for. Oh, you're full of the Holy Spirit. Then you must be someone who has love. If you're following along, I'm in Galatians 5.22. Your love and your joy and your peace 
patient. There's kindness. There's all kinds of goodness. You see, I'm talking about the nature of God and the nature of Jesus. Oh, and your new nature. Your new nature. This is who you are. Hey, this is who you are. Hey, this is who you are. This is who you are. Young or hey, young man, this is who you are. This is how you're going to be spoken to in this place. You're a peacemaker. You're full of joy. Hey, you exude love. That's who you are. You go back to school, that's who you are. That's who you are. I don't need I don't need to be known for anything else. This is who you are. This is the guy who is love. But Scott, we gotta tell them they're wrong. We gotta tell them they're going to hell. Really? Really? I don't know someone, and that's the first thing I'm going to tell them. How about this? Hey, my name's Scott. What's your name? And if there's going to be any interaction ever around me, whether they're black, white, a Martian, gay, straight, trans, grew up on that side of the tracks or that side of the tracks, they fly this flag or they fly this flag. How about this? How about you be around Jesus and the Holy Spirit and just see what happens then? Because I've been preaching for 12 years. I've seen a lot of cool things. I've seen a lot of people change lives. I've seen a lot of lives changed. I've heard a lot of amazing stories. I've seen miracles. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've seen a lot of things. And guess how many of those things I'm responsible for? Zero. See, I just trust the Holy Spirit that what he did in my life, he will do in everybody else's. I just simply want to represent him really well. See, the world tells you to go do verses 19 through 21. Go do that. Be angry. Start fights. God's nature is saying, No, you have gentleness. Hey, Scott, you have self-control. That's my new nature. That's your new nature. That's who you are. That is who the Holy Spirit is bringing you into being.